Welcome back to the Waiting Game Podcast. This is Nechama Safin, and I am back here with Peril for part two. Hi, Nechama. Hey, Peril. How's it going? Good. I am so excited for part two. I know that we got a lot of feedback to do a part two, so thank you again for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Baruch Hashem. Everybody's been so um, interested in hearing what you have to say, and the feedback that I got also was really great. People are really enjoying um, the back and forth, and especially all the topics that we brought up um, are very pertinent to people. And, you know, obviously we want to make people feel validated and heard, which is kind of the goal of our conversation. So thank you. Um, So what we decided to do is to continue where we left off. And then, you know, as usual, where the conversation goes, it goes, and we will not be censoring at all. So let's (laughs) jump right in. Great. (laughs) I do want to interrupt and say that I did get a bunch of requests of people asking who you are. So obviously I'm not going to like sit and interview you now, but you know, if you want to just say like really quick, who, they were all so impressed. So, you know, I, I'll give you the honors, but Nahama is the best. Oh, you're very sweet. Um, so maybe at the end, you know, okay. we'll get into some, you know, I usually don't share too many personal stories, um, not that I don't want to, just that it just hasn't come up yet. So, but yeah, I understand the curiosity and absolutely we want to keep our listeners um, interested and they should know who they're listening to. So absolutely. Right. Yeah. No, I just, I wanted everyone to know that you're a Shadchan and also a dating coach for starters, because the ones that know you know you and a lot of them didn't. So that's right. You know, it's so funny because when I started doing this, I figured it's going to go to the people who already know me. Like, I didn't think it was going to get, you know, as popular as it did. And like the cool thing about the podcasting app is that it shows me where the listeners are from. So like percentage wise, like let's say from United States, from Israel, which I expected. Yeah. And then we have some people from Jamaica. Wow. Um, And like chili I forgot what it was something else I'm like please send me a message I would love to hear from I think one was from another another European country I'm not I'm, I'm spacing out right now which one it was I don't know if it was Sweden I don't know something different and I'm like this is so cool like who are these people who are tuning into the waiting game you know like you know are they from people are they you know are they single are they you know what's it like dating at another country and from dating and dating and like I would love to hear so if you're one of those people tuning in from all those other countries please leave a message but yeah so really what I thought was like people knew me they would be listening to it and keep it like kind of like contained to the people who I interact with like you know relatively regularly but there have been hundreds of, of plays and hundreds of listeners who probably have no clue who I am. So yeah, um, maybe we'll get to some that, but thank you. That's a, yeah. That's I just I just meant the basic introduction because I think I forgot last time to mention like who I was talking to. So yes. Right, right, right. Um, but thank you so much. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll jump right in and then you know we'll see where the conversation goes. And if we have time at the end, I'll definitely share a little bit about who I am and, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. But we ended off last time kind of like in a joking way saying what should you not do on a date and what should you do on a date and then I kind of said is like how about we you know what people are told not to do that maybe you really should be doing because that will give you like really good information about the other person like sometimes those rules need to be thrown out (laughs) for sure for sure um I definitely as someone who has dated and gone on so many dates um again this is my opinion. Like, I just want to put that out there again, because I feel like I don't want people taking what I'm saying 
like so literally because it's really up to the person and up to the date you know the couple that's going out but I definitely feel like a lot of the rules that were like you said like what to do on a date what not to do on a date like I don't know where they came from and I'm not saying that some of them are good but like you said I think people have to be honest with themselves about what really works because you know it's been years and years of certain things that people are like he has to open the door and he has to do this and again it's beautiful if he opens the door but you know every single time when you're going on a big date and you're having a lot of stops like sometimes the guy might forget after he went to the gas station to open the door again you know and then you don't want the girl judging him like why didn't he open the door he's supposed to open the door so you know in my brain it's like again cutting some slack that like not everything that you were told needs to be done is actually what matters and vice versa maybe there are certain things that you should be doing on a date that like we were speaking about last time you know if you're the type of girl that is more chilled when it comes to taking a walk instead of sitting in the lobby but the shotgun is like no you're going to go to a lobby now maybe tell the shotgun actually like i'd rather go for a walk like even if it's indoors whatever the weather you know it's almost right. just like do what works for you. And I think for me personally, it took me a while to speak up because it wasn't like I didn't know what I wanted. It was like I got so burnt out looking back. That was one of the things that burnt me out. So I guess if I, I don't know if it came up last time, like what burnt me out or not, maybe this is a different topic, but I think pushing myself to not, you know, to do things that I didn't want to do. And wow. you're on the date just as much as the guy is on the date. So whether I'm talking from a girl's perspective, or whether I'm talking from the guy's perspective, like the guy shouldn't feel like he has to do anything either. Like I have brothers and I literally like coached them before they went on dates because I was like, do not do this, please. <laughs> like I hated that, you know? And I was like, please just don't do certain things. So I feel like both the guys and the girls need to really take a look and see what works for them and just follow that, you know? Right. I mean, that's so important, but I do feel that there might be a, a different set of rules depending on your age, how experienced you are in dating, you know, how quote unquote yeshivish you are. For I feel sure. like, you know, that w w what's going to work for you when you were dating in, let's say your early thirties is very different than somebody who's just starting off 1920. I feel like maybe we can go through kind of like loosely, you know, giving the, um, the tips to let's say the youngs just starting out dating you know, guys and girls in the, in like the, I guess the yeshivish world, like the, the real like shit updating, you're getting set up by a shadchan or, you know, somebody there who's the go-between, you're not meeting on your own, you know, because I feel like there's different ways of meeting your bashert. And, you know, in my opinion, always are great. You know, Hashem sends, you know, many messengers and whoever comes and however it comes, it's, it's just, you know, that's predetermined by Hashem. And like, I don't think there's like a wrong way, you know, 100%. but 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 what worked for a 30 year old is not necessarily going to work for a 20 year old and what works for somebody who's more outgoing more you know out there more comfortable you know and let's say a, a mixed setting is not necessarily going to work for a guy or a girl shit updating but then at the same time i think there are things in common that no matter how old you are should or shouldn't be done you know what i mean like so maybe we could kind of discuss you know the things that we have in common and then we can we can discuss you know separately you know, what would work for a just starting out yeshivish couple and what would work for somebody finding, let's say, their bashart at a singles event or at a shabbos table or on their own 
or at a camping or <laughs> whatever, for you know? Sure. No, for sure. And that's why I also like disclaimer here. Like a lot of what we spoke about last time was, I think, more geared towards older singles, not on purpose, just, you know, that's where the conversation went. So right. like whoever the listeners are, you know, I apologize in advance. Like I am not necessarily referring to, you know, I'm, I'm talking from experience in the last few years when I was quote unquote an older single. So, you know. Right. I mean, I think also the, another cool thing that I could see um, of the demographics of who's listening and the ages, you know, male and female, and really you are hitting the target, you know, upper, upper twenties, mid to upper twenties until, you know, early thirties seems to be the most. We have, we have young listeners and we have listeners in their sixties who are listening. So it's, oh, it's, wow. it's everybody, but I feel like the bulk is exactly this age range of like, you know, 24, 25 plus, um, kind of like almost working, you know, girls who are looking for working boys a little bit right. more, I, I guess, not your quote unquote typical in town yeshivish, let's right. say, although there are those also. And I feel like a lot of the information that we are discussing is becoming applicable to all types, too, which is why yeah. I would love to discuss just a few things that apply across the board, no matter if you're 20, no matter if you're 30, no matter if you're 40. You know, these are things that should or should not be done on a date. So we'll, maybe we'll go one for one. You want to start off with one thing that you feel should or should not be done or said on a date? Yes. Yes. So I know you mentioned like even starting out young, went through the shut up system. I don't think dates, especially the first and second, need to be long. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is a personal thing. And when I say that, I mean like three plus hours. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like a first date for three hours with a total stranger. And again, this is like a blind date set up by Sharkin. Like it was really hard for me. And I went through so many because at the time, like I just, that's what people did. And eventually like I, I, I was so burnt out. I was like, I knew after X amount of time that this guy wasn't for me. And forget like the whole fact that, you know, both of you lost the whole night and you get home so late and it's so exhausting and draining you know, I just feel like leave, leave something to look forward to for the second date. Like, you know, obviously once you have a connection, like that's up to a dating coach to determine, let's say how long, but for a first date, I, I just, I've, I myself had like five hour first dates, six hour first dates, like crazy. And looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? Like I should have said something, you know? So it might might be a personal opinion, but I, I totally agree. No, I, I, I think that's a great starting point because like in the past episodes, we've talked about preparing yourself for dating, you know, getting yourself in your best place possible, putting your best self forward. And now we're talking about the actual dates, which I think is phenomenal because we're kind of like going exactly, you know, linearly, you know, along, you know, what the dating process is going to look like. And yeah. for the young listeners who are just starting off the date, and even if you're not, even if you've been a seasoned dater, you probably have come to this conclusion also that that first date or two should not be lengthy. And yeah. two, two and a half hours, you know, tops three if you have to travel, you know, any long distance to get to any location. Yeah, like door to door, two and a half hours is great, giving yourself I, that I agree. time, you know. I agree. I agree. So that's phenomenal. Um, something that I found interesting, and I'm curious to see if you felt the same. I kind of hear like these very exciting dates that are being planned, which is, which is great. I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. And I love when people show an interest. I feel like it could go both ways. One is they're planning these phenomenal dates and they're going from activity to activity. 
and it's almost like the 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 activity is the date as opposed to the person who they're dating. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, is that almost is it a, is it a crutch? Is is it being used as a crutch because they don't know yet? you know, how to date, they're not sure about the person, they're uncomfortable with a stranger, or even if it's the third or fourth date, they just, they want fillers of activities, as opposed to what I would think, is if you're trying to get to know a person and you already like them, I figured up to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth date, wouldn't it be just as nice to just sit and chill in a car having ice cream together and have a conversation just go, as opposed to filling the date with so many exciting activities, axe throwing and escape rooms and this restaurant and this boardwalk and, you know, whatever other creative dates people come up with. Right. Okay. So my opinion is two things. So number one, it really depends on when, because I had a guy do that on a first date and yes, it was so fun. And I'm not the type that likes sitting for hours anyway, So I was like, wow, like I really was comfortable. Like for my personality, he nailed it because I really, and it wasn't like we jumped from so many things. It was just like a good amount of time, same three hours. We ended up doing like two or two and a half things. Right. But at the end of the day, I got so caught up in the activity, like you said. So yeah, I don't think that's smart for a first, second or maybe third, but I think that the first and second, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter how early in dating or how late in dating, you should be like in, in age, I'm saying you should be getting to know the other person, like no right. matter what. And yes, it sounds, you know, really cliche, like a coffee shop or whatever, but that's really, you're not here, you know, you're here to get to know someone. So going, you know, doing activities on a first date or a second date, I just think defeats the purpose of getting to know somebody. Right, um, right. unless like you said, there's exceptions. So if somebody doesn't know how to date or they don't know, or they have a little bit of anxiety around it and they need a filler. Okay. So if that makes them feel a little better then I would maybe recommend a smaller activity, I wouldn't even call it an activity, but like go on a walk instead of a, you know, or go right. to a more exciting right. coffee shop that, or Barnes and Noble where, you know, I had, I had friends that they liked that because it wasn't just sitting and drinking coffee. They were able to walk around and look right. at the books and whatever. Right. So that's more like, I understand that, but I agree with you. I don't think all these wow activities should be up wait until later. And on the flip side, the second point is like, but sometimes that's so important because you know, you could have a couple of dating three times and it just stale. It's not right. going anywhere. And then I'm saying, you know, this, you're the coach here, but I've even learned, that yeah sometimes just changing it up and going somewhere a little bit more exciting a little bit more action around you really brings out different sides of either date you know either the guy or the girl and sometimes that's what you need to relax and be yourself so yeah so it sounds like the activity should be an asset if needed but not instead of you actually having to have conversation because sometimes it is hard to have conversations if you're in Dave and Buster's or if you're in a loud arcade place or if you went to, you know, a musical bar or I don't know, wherever, wherever people, a lounge or something like that. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people to watch. Sometimes it is hard to have conversations. Um, so it's very interesting to hear. I feel like this is so important, but there is a time I would say where it's necessary. And that's if let's say the first couple of dates and for some reason it got very intense. Because I do have people calling me and they and they have I'm sure we've 
both experienced this and everybody listening who's ever dated for a significant amount of dates has had this experience where it just got heavy fast for whatever reason. Maybe it was something going on in the other person's life or maybe it was something going on in your life and where you just connected emotionally with the person and it got too heavy too fast. Right. And it got too intense. The conversation was too intense and too serious. That's when we would recommend a fun date. That's when we would say, you know, absolutely go do something fun. Show them your fun side, like let loose a little bit. Because it's funny because I feel like different people bring out different sides of you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think I wonder if sometimes a girl or a guy will go home from the date. Wow, that was such a great date. But what was so great about it? They loved the activity. They happened to be very active. So like they loved the hike or it was so beautiful. Was it the person you were with or was it the actual activity? Would you have preferred to have been there with friends? Like, I just wonder if sometimes the busyness of these exciting dates is taking place of actually getting to know the other person to see if, you know, you want to continue. I'm not saying it's bad and everything's bushed at the end of the day. If that's where you went and, and you had a great time, phenomenal. You know, like, that's wonderful. Right. But I do hear like maybe better to save all these crazy activities one after the next after the next or balance it out. Do an activity, you know, after the first few dates. So you don't want it to be too long. But once you're ready for a real date, maybe do an activity first and then go to a quiet restaurant or do, you know, a go walk around the lake or something, depending on the weather. Yeah, um, I definitely yeah. think that's exactly the problem when people replace it. And then right. it doesn't help because then it's like, well, last date we went to Dave and Buster's and we went on you know, another loud place. And then it was great, but I didn't get to know him any more than the date before that. So I found myself having to do even more dates in the long run because like so many times Jacqueline's like, how come? I'm like, it was great. They're like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't really know him more than the date before because we didn't really get right. to know each other. We right. got to know each other in a funner setting, but I felt like the connection was a little bit lacking. Right. So right. that's why for me, it's like, um, once you establish a better connection, then like go for it, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's also a comfort that you're with another person that you could do these things and you could kind of like let loose and do these activities because you realize you like the person already, that it's not like this pressure of getting to know them at the same time as bowling, at the same time as playing air hockey, because you already know them. So now you can kind of enjoy because you're not like, you know what I'm saying? Right, you're more relaxed. You're more relaxed, right? And you can enjoy it. And it's not like, I mean, I know that there are people who do feel a lot of pressure by the third, fourth date, which, which I do want to address afterwards, like the pressure that we had discussed last time of just feeling the pressure from chat friends or from, from your parents or from your peers of like really like making a decision so quickly to continue. And, you know, I do want to discuss that, but let's just finish off the, the part of the dating. I feel like maybe it would be a good idea to kind of like map out the first couple of dates of people who are like, okay, so I'm not supposed to do an activity. What am I supposed to do? You know? Right, um, right. So like maybe we could even just, and and maybe people don't even know what to talk about, what not to talk about. Cause I've had people call me up after first date. I don't know what to do. We got into conversation and we started talking about music and like, it's a first date. I don't know. Did I just ruin things? I'm like, wait, like what? He's like, yeah, we talked a little bit about Hashkafa and Gaish music. I'm like, okay. But like, but you're not allowed to discuss that on the first date. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, first of all, breathe. It's okay. Like, you know, <laughs> you didn't commit any crimes. You're fine. You're allowed to go where the conversation goes. There's no like hard rules of what you're not. And I think there are some, obviously you have to use your discretion, you know, because I'm sure we've seen, you know, like I, I've seen like the whole range of, of what goes on on a first date. So, right. you know, what? If the conversation does go to 
Ashkafa, great, let it go. Let the conversation flow. I think the point of dating is to see, you know, how you interact with the other person. Can the conversation just flow? And is it natural? Does it feel natural? And if it goes, don't stop it. Like that, that's something that I heard. Like we started bringing up this topic and I said, no, 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 it's a first date. We can't discuss it. And like in, in, my, right, in my mind, I'm like, oh no, like this would have been so good for you. Like you like this conversation. This is where you shine. Like, why would you stop it? Oh, because it was a first date. You're not allowed. My rabbi said, you know, and I'm like, hmm, mm. like, yeah. <laughs> So like, I feel like maybe that's something that, that people who are just starting off dating could hear, like, let's just go first, second, third, and like, you know, fourth and, and beyond, you know, hopefully, let's see, you know, hopefully it's going in a, in a good direction and really conversation shouldn't be stopped ever. I will say though, don't get heavy on a first and second date. First and second date is kind of like what we call airplane talk, where it's a, it is a lot of small talk and it's a lot of getting to know you and it's information as opposed to like deep Right. You're not really supposed to go deep. I have heard it from a guy from a feedback that I had set up where the girl basically told him, her, you know, her entire life story and all the trauma she had been through and her whole family. And thank God he was able to handle it, but it was very intense. And he knew enough that that wasn't emotionally healthy for her to be unloading on a perfect stranger like that. So right. like, yeah, obviously don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bad look. <laughs> that's that. Don't do that on the first three days, you know, at the same time, do, you know, let the conversation flow. Do discuss, you know, things that are interesting to you, your hobbies, your likes, you know, if the, if the conversation flows and it's going and you're happy and you're not watching the clock, let it go. You know, again, steer away from things that are just not appropriate to share with a perfect stranger at the same time, be open to where the conversation just flows. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this last time, like when I was saying be yourself, I think that's in essence what I was trying to say. Like with all these rules, I agree with you. Like if the conversation went there and you spoke about Hashkafa a little too early, if anything, you're going to know even earlier if this, if you guys aren't match, like you're not here to play a game. You're here to get married. So it's not like, Ooh, we didn't follow the rules. Oh no, we're going to get, we're going to be out. Like, no, this is just you getting to, you know, a chance to see if this is a person that works for you. So I'm like, when I said be yourself, that's, an, that's what I was trying to say. If something comes up on a date that you're like, oh no, like supposedly I'm not supposed to say this or do this, but it, it was fine and he enjoyed it or she enjoyed it, whatever, vice versa. Great. You know, this is just you getting closer to knowing if that's your person. And if let's say they ended up saying no, or you ended up saying no, and it was something that happened on the date, it's not a bad thing. That's good. That means that yeah. you were able to figure it out and you didn't right. have to waste each other's time. Right. Right. You know, right. but again, and, and there's always, you know, exam, you know, exceptions and examples of what you shouldn't, like you said, don't throw your whole life story onto him, but you know, be yourself at the same time. Right. So let's say that's the, that I agree totally. Let's say that's the first two dates. Yeah. And at the same time, I do want to add, don't be so yourself that you're not putting your best foot forward. I have heard from some people that like either the guy or the girl tries to get so comfortable right away that they just show their like, I don't want to say bad side. Yeah. But like, you know, how you, you know how you are with your family, with your brothers and like, you're just chilling and like you put your legs up or like, I don't know, you're just like saying whatever comes out of your mouth with no filter. Just I, and at the same time in your mind, you're like, I'm just being me. Either they take me or not, you know? And yeah. I don't know if that's the right approach either. But at the same time, don't be fake. Don't be something you're not. 
but you don't need to show your like dirty laundry right away. You know what I mean? I think like, it's just, yeah, I think it's just like a comfort level that like, it's just social norms. Like you're not going to go and pick your feet up on his car, you know, because that's what you do with your friends. Even right. though, what do you mean? This is me. I'm comfortable. I want to pick my feet up now, you know? No, it's, it's, it's just respect, you know, to, to still show some sort of boundaries and, you know, be proper and polite because you're not going to go to any interview, let's say, and be too comfortable and slouching on the chair. And so I've had that. I've had experiences where um, the guys were very comfortable and I was a little bit like, I would say turned off for the sake of it, but not really, but just like confused. I was like, I'm like, why are you like doing that on a date? Like I was a little bit weirded out from it. And right. in my head, I was like, oh, he probably wants me to see that he's, like, super comfortable yeah. and filled. And I understood enough that that's what he was doing. But I was like, come on, it's a date, you know? Right. It's a, it is an interview. You're yeah. meeting somebody new for potentially, quote, unquote, a job opportunity. Yeah. Know? And Potential you're going to put your best foot forward. Right. And you should. Right. So I think also just listening to what you're saying, I feel like in a way, like, a yellow flag might be somebody who's showing the worst of themselves on a date. And as I always say, dating is the chance for you to show your best self. If on the date he or she cannot manage to be on their quote unquote best behavior, that's saying a lot. So if you see something, say something, you know, like tell your mentor, tell your dating coach, tell the Shadchan, you know, this is also, sorry, I just thought of something like what you were saying before about like, you know, what not to do because it became like so cliche. Um, I've had girls tell me that the guy would joke, like I'm purposely not going to tip the waiter because everyone says you have to on a date or I'm purposely oh, wow. not going to open the door. And I know this for a fact. Cause, and, and I hear again, where the guy was coming from. He was like, the dafka on purpose, not doing what everyone says to do, but that's also just like, but what are you doing? Wow. Like, you don't have to go that far. Like yeah, it's, it's okay level. if you don't want to open the door and it's okay if you don't want to tip the waiter, you don't have to make a whole scene about it and say that that's why you're not doing it. So I feel like people are taking these like dating quote unquote norms and just either taking it to the total wrong extreme. way or too extreme that they're like overdoing it. And the girl's like, you don't have to do that every time, you know? Wow. Wow. But yeah, so yeah, that's, I'm wow. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, I don't think I've heard that one before. Um, wow. Okay, guys, don't do that. Yeah. Girls, don't, don't do that. Um, so yeah, so let's say you finished the first two dates of like airplane talk, you got to know the person, but like, if you never saw them again, it's not the end of the world, you know, like, you haven't yet built an emotional connection. When in the dating would you say would be the time to share something? Let's say a medical, um, you know, a health issue, a medical thing, um, a family thing, a mental health thing, a medication, or a, a something from your past that may or may not influence the other person's decision if they want to continue? Because um, I have my opinions on this. I'm just curious either what you have been told to do, what people yeah. have, you know, what do you what do you think? Well, I definitely think you should answer it, which you will, but because you're definitely more, I guess, certified in this. But from what I was always told as a dater, you know, people tell you to like be open once it gets more serious. So I don't know, depending on if it's a shit off dating system, like fourth, fifth date, you know, whatever, wherever the timeline is. And then not as yeshiva's typical dating, you know, when you get to a point where you start seeing a future with them. 
So it doesn't have to be like I'm marrying them, but it's like, wow, we have such a strong emotional connection where we get along, our values align, dates are going great. Do I know if I'm marrying you? Not yet, but like, I feel very strongly towards that direction. So that's when I was told is like when they are supposed to be sharing stuff, when you're supposed to be getting more vulnerable, but it's a very sticky topic because I've heard both, you know, different feedback. Right. Right. So I do have strong feelings about this and it is my opinion. And if somebody's Rav told them something different, please like do message me. I would love to speak to the Rav. I'll tell you what I've been told and what I experienced as a result of, you know, all the, all the dates that either I had been on or what people had not told me that should have told me or the dates that I had coached that people are like, okay, so when do I share this and how do I say it? So there's, there's two components to it. One is when, at what stage in the dating to share, what to share. And number two is, do you even share it at all? Is it something that needs to be shared? And this is where it gets sticky. And again, these are my opinions and they are kind of strong and I'll explain to you why. And if anybody disagrees, you know, please, this is just my opinion, which is based on the experience that I've had and I've seen other people experience it. So when to share, let's just assume the the typical dating 10 dates, right? Let's just say, we're just going to make it simple. We're going to go 10 dates of like a typical, you know, from guy and girl, they're dating 10 times, you know? And like, just just to make it clean and easy and neat and just like mathematically, you know. Yeah, correct. By a third by a third or fourth date, depending on how open and how much chemistry and you know how much you know you like the other person, that would be the time to share something that may or may not be a deal breaker. If there's a health issue, if there's, you know, a diagnosis of something, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's, you know, a family member, whether it's a dysfunction, what you know, everybody has something. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like that would be the time. And the reason you don't, again, people do research and sometimes they find things out ahead of time and great. Then they rose already found out and the person doesn't care. And Baruch Hashem, that's wonderful. But if the person would care, once they met you and and got to know you, they then can make the decision on their own if this is something they could live with. So you're not saying it on a first date before you had a chance to even see if you like the other person, but you're not waiting for the 10th date to drop a bomb on them when you're about to get engaged that they're going to now you know, really want to just like run the other way. Right. Then, then hearts get broken, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. what I, I heard, you know, a Rav would say, that's when you share. Now the part that gets sticky is where people come to me, let's say for a Shadduch meeting, a guy or a girl, typically it's the guys. And they've had a past and they've had experiences that have definitely shaped them or they're currently struggling with certain things. And so the conversation, you know, if, if they feel open enough to share with me, great. I, I don't ask for it, but sometimes people just open up. And then I ask, you know, do you plan on sharing this when you're dating? Because they want me to set them up. Right. If they tell me no, if they say my rough said I don't have to tell this or it's in my past, I get very nervous because I'm like, how could I set him up with a girl who's thinking I'm endorsing him, who's thinking He's a totally kosher guy. He's, he, you know, he hasn't had this past or he doesn't know the extent of what this guy has been through or she doesn't know the extent. Um, yeah. How can I put a stumbling block in front of a blind person? That's how I see it. So when somebody tells me they're not planning on sharing these parts of themselves before they get married or even after they get married, they don't ever plan on sharing it. To me, it's a little bit of a red flag because I'm like, alarm bells are going off in my head. I'm like, you want to start a marriage with somebody, the most deep relationship you're ever going to have with, with secrets? 
Yeah. So that part scares me. And let's say, let's say she would say no. And that's why you're not telling. Because if okay, if it was so in your past that it was so, so, so beyond and you were never ever going to do that thing or or whatever. I was like, you know, a diff- like a Valtriva or whatever. Right. Yeah, you're not embarrassed to share because it's just like so far in your past. People are scared to share because they think the other person may say no. If you think the person may say no, how do you continue dating knowing that you have a secret that might, you know, make them say no? Like, right. how do you deceive somebody yes. like that? Yeah. So that scares me. That part, that part does scare me. I feel like, you know, like, I feel like these are things that are very important. Like, how could you just stand by and, and lie to somebody about something that they would potentially yeah. not be okay with? And then also want to start a marriage and have a family and build a home. Secrets always come out. I don't yeah. think anything ever stays a secret for long. Mm-hmm. So isn't it better to take the risk of being open and sharing? Again, you can ask your rob, ask your therapist how and what to share and, and the way to say it, 100%. But I'm scared when people tell me they're not planning on sharing it. Yeah, that's so, that's so like, unfortunate, you know? Um I've definitely experienced this like from just having friends who told me that a guy dropped a bomb on them or guys that girls dropped bombs on them. And at the end of the day, honesty is the best policy and not just, you know, in dating in marriage and everything in relationships. And like you said, this is a person you're going to marry. You're not going to tell them like, wouldn't you rather them just know who you are and make that decision? And yes, there is a chance that they might not be comfortable with it. And if they're not comfortable with it and it's not going to be your person, then, you know, at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather know that before? Like, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think that honesty is just the way to go. And I understand why people get scared. But on the same on the same token, there are so many times when people overreact on things that they don't know much about. So that's where I feel like a Rav or a therapist or a mentor should come in where you know, to you, this might seem like the biggest problem, but you're just not familiar with it, you know, and then there's even lesser, like, let's say, just for example, say somebody that's been divorced, dating someone that's not, you know, dating someone that has never been married, and they might be like, oh, my goodness, like, I I don't want to do this. I don't know anything about his ex and his situation. And so scary. And there's so much baggage. Why should I do this? And they're allowed to have all these questions, but they should educate themselves. Because at the same token, if someone's being honest with you about their past, then you should try to understand it, especially if it's someone you're dating. So I feel like on both ends, meaning the person who has a past should be open about it, and the person that they're dating should try to understand it and then talk to Robin, whatever you know they need to do after. Right, right. And, and wouldn't you think that the person who you want to have the deepest relationship with, you want them to know every side of you. You want them to know the different parts of you. you want to be accepted and give them the chance you never know that's why I don't that's why I agree that like I don't understand why someone would hide I mean I understand but I don't you know it's like why hide that from your spouse like it just blows my mind it's this is the person that loves you and will accept you unconditionally and you know you're this far in dating so obviously you have a connection and everything's going good and then to hide and maybe one day they'll find out and who knows what will happen then, you know? Right, right. Wow. So I think this is 
first of all, I'm, I'm glad that we agree because it kind of would have been awkward if we had a different <laughs> opinion on this one. Although I do know that this brings out strong emotions in a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, my heart does go out to people who do have things that they are ashamed of and, you know, who do try to hide those parts of themselves or maybe they're struggling with something that, you know, they need help with, you know, and I, this is, I guess, the, the you know, PSA of like, please, please get, get help now, like go for the help that you need, go for the therapy, you know, work through these things so that it becomes not a thing. Because right. the more you deal with it beforehand, then it you feel feel more comfortable sharing once you've processed it, and it's not a part of who you are anymore. A hundred percent, it is. It is hard, and I I personally know both. I know literally like people that are so ashamed of things in their past, and they I understand why they never ever want to talk about it, and it's hard for them when it comes up in dating, and they do get no's, and they you know they've experienced that over and over. So it's like that balance of, and again, this is why you have to ask somebody who knows, but how much to say and what to say. And again, you don't need to tell them every single detail. It's just not hiding it, you know? Right. Right. And again, depending on what it is, when you say it also matters. Right. Right. Waiting too long is not either helpful. Like waiting until like you're about to get engaged and then something that on someone is not helpful either and right. too early too early is unnecessary but so at the end of the day like, if the person says no to you because of it they're not your person I was and Hashem knows that right Hashem knows you went through all these challenges Hashem knows what he put you through Hashem knows what you know he created this life that you know he gave you so he knows he knows your challenges and he knows your Bashar will be okay with those things about you exactly right Okay. I think that's the most important because people are in general, like are so scared to be themselves in dating and forget even like an issue. Like people are just like, what we were discussing before, we have to do the right things. We have to follow protocol. They might say, no, you're not supposed to do that. But like Hashem's in control. And if it's meant to be, and it's your person, it will happen no matter what. So if it's not meant to be 99% of the time, it wasn't something you did. It was not meant to be. And I think that's another huge thing that people beat themselves up about. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Maybe it's because I I spilled my life out. Maybe it's because I was vulnerable too soon. And yes, it's much easier to take control and blame it on yourself to understand for yourself. But if you let go of that and are just like, okay, it wasn't my match. Hashem's redirect, like you said last time, redirection. I think it's a lot easier to have that amuna that, the right one will come, you know? Right. right. And I guess in a way, like when you're on the other side, it is easier to look back and say why that person wasn't for me or why that situation didn't work out and not beat yourself up because it was all for your benefit. Oh, for sure. That's the best part. <laughs> right. When you actually understand, you know? Right. So at what, like we talked about pressure. At what point, like should a shock or should a parent continue to push the single to continue going if the single says no? So I want you to answer this again because I feel like you do this for a living. But I personally think that, again, depending on earlier dating, if someone's younger, like I would say somebody like 19, 20, under 25, they might not know yet what they want. They might not be as familiar with the whole dating system. And some people just need that little push. Or they're just wishy-washy. They're, they're forming who they are as an adult. They're 19. They're straight out of seminary, you know. So 
and again, this is girls, I'm not talking about the guys, but same idea. I do think that somebody younger could probably benefit with a little push and a, a gentle push, you know, I'm not talking about like pushing pushy, but I do feel like once someone's like a quote unquote seasoned eater, in my opinion, and then they're getting pushed, like for me personally, that was really uncomfortable because it was like, I knew what I wanted. I trusted myself and, you know, Baruch Hashem, I had people who also I spoke to and I believed in me. And then I would have Shadchanim literally yelling at me and like putting me down for like not wanting to go on another date, whatever number it was, whether it was a second or a third. And I would just be like so upset. I'm like, it's already draining enough that we have to be dating and putting ourselves through all these years of being single and putting ourselves out there. And you're just going to be like so pushy and pressuring me. Like, like this is big that we're even still just like being positive and putting ourselves out there. So for me personally, it's like the Shadchanan need to think about the single and they need to put themselves in the single shoes because, you know, it's, it's hard. It's not like we're sitting here and choosing this life, you know, and nobody that I know that wants to get married is just like casually chilling and like, not sure what they like. Everybody has a goal. Everyone's working towards, they want to get married. And if somebody says no confidently as a seasoned dater, I really don't think there needs to be a push unless it's something, again, the reason matters. Like, depending if they said no about something that was really, I'm like trying to think off bat. But like, you know, I feel like if it's like a hushkafic huge difference, the answer is no. You know, if it's like, oh, he wasn't so, he wasn't so loud and I was a little bit bored or I didn't really get to know his personality, that's different. Then I understand if a shotgun's like, no, he wasn't himself, give it another chance. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, depending on the reason, there's a certain amount of like, quote unquote, pressure or pushing that a shotgun could try if she or he believes that this is the right match. But if the single knows what they want and they've been dating a long time and this is not, this isn't their first rodeo, I don't think pressure helps. I think it's just more detrimental. Right. Do you think that um, boys are pressured as much or less than the girls are pressured to continue? Way less. Why do you think that is? It's a boy's world out there. <laughs> and it might, be, <laughs> might be my humble opinion, but I could say this across the board, you know, every type. Um, the girls have a much harder time getting names. Um, there's just the boys are, you know, it's a boy's world out there. They have resumes galore. They have options. They don't like even singles events. You know, we had to pay a lot of times to go and the girl, the guys got in free because they knew guys weren't interested in going. So it was like, okay, we need to get the guys. Let's just, you know, right. I don't know. Right. I don't know why it is. I don't know if this has always been the case, but it's just very clear. Like I, you know, I have a niece and nephew right now in Shadokim and like my nephew's just getting like resume after resume after resume, my niece, nothing, you know, and it's not her obviously. And I, I make that very clear. It's just the priorities are different. I don't know why, but that's, that's yeah. my opinion. No, I hear and as, as the, no, I call myself a junior Shadokim cause I'm definitely not doing this as a full-time job. And you know, when Hashem gives me the idea and the inspiration, you know, obviously the only reason I want to do it is to help people bring them together and to make them happy. So I would never, me personally, and I know I'm sure there's other shadows as well, we wouldn't push somebody and make them miserable. Like you want that responsibility on you of pushing somebody 
and maybe this is because I was pushed when I was young, you know, to continue dating. And, and I felt, no, I have to trust myself. And I didn't, you know, so maybe it's just my own experiences shaping how I set up singles now when I do. But like, I accept their nose, girl or guy, you know, I, I trust them that they met the person for three, four hours longer than I did. You know, and that's what I always say to them. Like, you met them. You you did the research. You met them for longer. I maybe got 10 minutes, 15 minutes with them at a shidduch event. Maybe, you know. Right. And I'm just going on my gut feeling of, like, who popped into my head, you know, at the same time. But, like, I totally trust them. And I it, I don't like what I'm hearing. I, I don't know about this charging for singles events for the girls specifically and not the guys. Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't sit right. I know. I guess I'm very much into, like, let's do the right thing by the girls, too. Yeah. I, you know, like let's treat them like the princesses and the the daughters of the kings that they are. It's so it's I mean, one thing about you specifically when I first met you, I, I remember just like telling my friend I was with, like, wow, she actually cares about the older single girls. Cause like we weren't necessarily feeling that. And I'm not putting anyone down. Like I'm so grateful for every shadchan ever out there that has tried to set me up. And I hope they all know that. But as a whole, just like a lot of my friends are still single and are older. We don't feel that Sharkhanim always care. And the boys are just treated different. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong, like you said, every girl deserves that. And also what you just said before, I feel like the one thing I always want to tell Sharkhanim that I'm, I don't always have the guts to say is, were you on the date? Like you're telling me to go on a second or third date with this guy. Were you on the date with me? Did you just spend three and a half hours with him? that you could look me in the eye and say, I actually think you need to go out again. Like, unless you were on the date and you understand his mannerisms and the conversation and not even bad, just were you there? No. So how could you tell someone what to do when you really don't know? Like, but again, like, I guess my question to you is when would you push? Like, when would you as a shopping feel Right. Um, it's a good question. So when I did my coaching, I kind of said it like this. After a first date, first of all, a second date, if you felt parv about it, like, go for it. You know, it's yeah. not there's there's no there's no loss in giving somebody a, a second date if you didn't have a horrible experience. And what I tell the girls, I'm like, look, when it gets farther along, if you'd rather go to the dentist and have a root canal than go out with this guy, say no, <sighs> you know, if you can yeah. think of a million other things that are not exciting that you would rather be doing than sitting across from this guy, please say no. You're not doing anybody any favors continuing to go out. That's my personal opinion. But, you know, if a person feels parv about it, they're open, they, you know, they have the time and the energy to, to give it another shot. They heard great things. Maybe it was an off day for him. Okay. But I wouldn't push. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% it's not agree. my nature. And it's funny because it's not my nature to push. And because I don't push, it got me nemanus with a shit off that I did make because the girl understood that if I if she didn't like him, if it wasn't a good idea, I would not push her to continue. So because she didn't feel the pressure from me to do more than a first date, I was able to get her to go on that first date, even though on paper the guy did not seem at all what she was looking for. And Bar Hashem, they're married happily with wow. the child. Wow. But because I, because I had set her up in the past and I accepted her no, she was able to now, I said, look, if you say no, you say no, I'm not going to push you to go out again. She felt more confident that I wouldn't be like a, a pushy, pressuring, you know, person in her life. I totally hear that. I have a friend who literally yesterday reached out to me and she's like, the shotgun is just like pressuring me. I asked the shotgun, do you know this guy? Shotgun's like, no. She's like, oh, so you don't know him. 
okay. I mean, I appreciate you thinking of me. Listen, she's older, so she's grateful, but she's just like, so you're throwing a name on me. You don't know I'm great. Okay. What can you tell me about him? And like, obviously this wasn't like a normal situation, but my friend was like, but she was still pressuring me to give him a shot. So I'm like, something's not adding up. Like, I, I would love to give him a shot. I would love to go out on a date, but like, I need, you need to not pressure me. Number one, without facts and details. Like sometimes it's like their agenda comes first. It's like, let's just get people on dates. And I understand that to a fault. You know, I understand that because I'm so passionate about that too. Sometimes I'm like, too many people are sitting, like we need to get them on dates. We need to just make singles events, you know, and I get all passionate like that. But we lose track of the single. Like this is a human being who has been dating and a long time, you know, and to pressure on top of, everything is just not necessarily going to help. And another pet peeve of mine, which um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of the biggest things that I absolutely really disliked as an older single was when very well-meaning people, Shadchanim, family, friends, would be like, but Pearl, it's just a coffee date. Just right, give him right. a chance. Give him one date. And Baruch Hashem, I, you know, it was, it was, yes, there were suggestions on the table and they wanted me to go out. And I was just so burnt out also from that. I'm like, would you want to just go out on one coffee date all the time with someone that makes no sense and doesn't match anything you're looking for? Like, I understand that you're telling me it's just an hour. And it was sometimes just an hour. But the just one coffee date was also too much pressure for me because it was almost like I was just going out and going out and going out, but there was no talkless there. So, you know, a lot of people do that a lot, especially to older singles. They're like, come on. Right. Just to play devil's advocate, just from the, from an, uh, let's just say I am putting myself in a shadchan shoe who does do this. I don't know because maybe the guys had gotten the girl's information first and she had already spent a week, a week and a half, two weeks, three weeks hounding him to go out with this single girl who she right. is trying to advocate for. And we don't even know what went on behind the scenes to uh-huh. get the guy to give a yes. So then when she just looks at the resume and says no right away, this poor Shadchan had already used all her convincing skills on the guy, you know, uh-huh. to quote unquote, I, I, I think age shouldn't even matter. Like who, like who even cares? Like every girl is valuable and wonderful and a gem. And like she should be used, you know, looked at as, you know, a unique person, not a piece of paper, but that's my opinion. And I think that maybe the Shadchan had already put in so much effort because, as you said, it is maybe harder to get a yes from the guy. I've had guys still haven't responded. Older single guys who have yet to respond to my suggestions. Yeah, so like, I've uh, seen both. <laughs> yeah. So like at the same time, I'm like, I want to be on everybody's side. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I, I, I do feel though that my alliance towards, let's say, the older single girl or even just the single girl who's struggling. Her parents are divorced or something else totally out of her control, but you know, people are not setting her up. Like, yeah, that's who I really want to focus my energy on. That's what I want to give physic to. That's why I want, you know, to make sure I'm davening for harder because it is harder for, for these girls, you know, and it shouldn't be, but it is, you know, and I love everyone, you know, who I meet. And I'm like, I always feel like everybody keeps telling me, you know, such good people, like every single person you have on your podcast is so amazing and so wonderful they're like how do you know such amazing people I'm like yeah because you care and Hashem. So- <laughs> Hashem gives me good people in my life what can I say I know how to pick them <laughs> definitely um, but I hear like I could I could I could play devil's advocate for you know to support a Shadokan who has been working so hard you know well, I and think, 
I think they should, I mean, I'm sure you do this, but like, I think they need to be more clear because I've definitely experienced that myself. And I see my friends that, and, and again, I'm also like, just go out, just go out, just go out for coffee. Cause like, I'm also at a point where like, but like, you never know, you know, but at the same time, I think it's just the way it's presented. Like if a shop's going to be like, listen, I understand that it's a night, a night after work. I understand that you don't really think this guy's for you, but I, I took me two and a half weeks to speak to him. He really wants to meet you now. I know took a little longer, whatever of convincing, but do you mind, you know, just like the way it's presented as opposed to like, Oh, it's just one coffee day. Like, what's the big deal? Why are you saying no? And the girl's just like, why am I saying no? Because all I'm getting is these random coffee date offers. And I don't think any of these guys make sense for me. So I think it's just right. the care is what's maybe missing or like, right. 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 Making sense. No, I, yeah. I, I feel like what you're saying is so important. I feel like, yes, we should, you know, first of all, respond to Ashadhan, who is thinking of people for you and who is trying, even if it's so off base, like, thank you so much for thinking of me, you know, doesn't sound like what I'm looking for, but I so appreciate you having me on your radar, you know, like, that, there yeah. is that Akara Sato, which you always had in abundance, so, like, obviously, I'm not talking, and, you know, it was never an issue with you, but, like, and maybe even just for the singles who are listening, if there's Ashadhan who has worked on something for you and it never panned out, show Akara Sato. You know, just yeah. text the thank you. You know, we're, we're so quick to reach out. Do you have anybody for me? Do you have anybody for me? Which I know is hard for a lot of people also, but those who it's easy for, who just text, you know, every, every Rosh Chodesh or every month. And, you know, I, again, it's almost like you don't want to have to remind the Shadchan and it is hard, but for those who it comes easy to, and you have no problem texting the Shadchan, you know, do you have any guys for me? Do you have any girls for me? I've had from guys too. Guys ask me, you know, do you have any girls for me? I'm like, just as quickly as you are to text the Shadchan that, also text the Shadchan, by the way, thank you so much. And I have had that, by the way, where the person's reminding me about them in a text of a thank you or happy Rosh Chodesh or a, you know, Mazel Tov on this, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's a nice way for the, for the single also to present, you know, themselves to the Shadchan. And there's a nice way for the Shadchan to present the idea too. So everybody could probably use a little bit of sensitivity training you know, when it comes to singles, because there's such a touchy subject and so many feelings yeah. and so many, you know, painful feelings and experiences that everybody who's been through, who's dated for any length of time. And, you know, my heart does go out to anybody who has had struggles in this. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It just takes a lot of strength and a lot of Hamuna. And um, <clears throat> I think overall, like yeah. the sensitivity is because we're so sensitive. I'm saying we as if I'm, you know, from being in it, like, you're right. Maybe somebody that wasn't going through such a nisayon and it wasn't so hard, you know, when a shaftin's a little abrupt or a little bit by mistake, not the most sensitive, like we would be like, fine, whatever. But I think just putting ourselves out there is so hard and having to admit that we're still single and having to face that reality. And it's so uncomfortable and messaging a shaftin, even just, hey, do you have any guys for me? Like, no matter how out there and social you are, it's still so deeply uncomfortable that I think that's also where the reactions are coming from. Right, you know? right. I guess that's why it's so important to have a shotgun who's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> helps. You know, you come you come to their house on Matsi Shabbos from Lava Malka and you're just chilling. It's just like it's such a different relationship. Obviously, I don't know. It's funny because there are singles who do do that. Yeah. And and there are many shotguns who aren't officially shotguns. They're just community members. They're nice people. They're a teacher. They're a a Rebetzin, most Shadduchim, I don't think, are even made by official Shadduchans, you know? No, Many are made by friends and family, and I think that's all wonderful. I think it's 
Every, what I always say is everybody could be a chef. Yes, 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 yes. It takes one idea. That's it. You know, right, right. And really, you have the every single person now who's listening, who maybe, maybe thought of an idea and just never did anything about it. Go do something about it. You know, maybe you're the shaliach. And if it, oh, on that yeah. note, I, I have this all the time where like family members, friends are like, Carl, I'm so bad at this. I don't do shidduchim. Like I, I can't, I don't do it. And then they'll be like, oh, but maybe this and this person. And then I'll be like, okay, so why don't you suggest it? Are you crazy? I'm so embarrassed. What if they think it's off the mark? And from being a single, this is one thing that I'm so passionate about. If you see something, say something. Meaning if you have an idea, tell me, tell the single, let me say no. Like, I'd so much rather a friend text me like, hey, Pearl, do you ever go out with so-and-so? Um, I have no idea if it's a good idea, but I just wanted to let you know. And then let me take matters into my own hands if you can't. But to, like, not suggest an idea that's in your head because you're embarrassed or shy or you're scared that the single might say no, it's like you're literally stopping a future. In my, I mean, this is strong, but... Potentially, right, right. Potentially, yeah. it's like, but what do you mean? Like, you could get someone married. Like, isn't the stakes higher? Like... Wouldn't you rather get someone married than like, maybe it won't be a good idea. And guess what? If it's not a good idea, we're okay with that. We've been through that. Like, we're not going to be surprised if a random friend's idea is not exactly on target. But I think the fact that people don't say their ideas, and, and by the way, you would be surprised how many people have ideas that are saying, claiming that they're not a shopsman and they're like, I don't know. Oh, but my brother-in-law. And what about my high school friend, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so Peril and I, with the power invested in us, we are now um, anointing everybody who's listening as an official shadchan. And now you have the ability to read any shadach. <laughs> yes, we will have the ceremony, the official, you know, <laughs> shadchan ceremony. We are now passing the torch. No, but like all joking aside, people, if you have an idea, do it. And if it didn't work out, keep trying. You know, Hashem has many messengers, and you may be one. Can you yeah. imagine if like. People who like, I don't know, had discoveries of like medicines and cures. Be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a scientist. I'm not an inventor. I can't come up with that. Like, we wouldn't be talking on the phone right now if people gave up. You know. I am so happy to get involved. If somebody's uncomfortable or shy, or does doesn't want someone to know that it's their idea, I had that a friend reached out to me, um, and she's like, you know, I, I went out with this guy. I think he's a good idea for a friend. I don't want him to know. It's uncomfortable for me why don't you read it? So I reached out and I read it, you know, at the end, it wasn't like, they didn't even date. They said no, but I was still happy to get involved. I'm like, if you're going to just sit and not do anything, like you said, if this is a medicine or a science or whatever, you wouldn't just, you know, be quiet, then I'm happy to help or, or, you know, I'm not sure <laughs> as a real shot. And, you know, we could always give them your number as well. But they, if someone has an idea, don't, don't just sit on it. Right, right, absolutely. Um, wow, first of all, Peril, thank you for coming on again and for being so flexible. I'm sure you all could hear me coughing in the background. I'm sorry, <laughs> I apologize. I've been so under the weather that we've pushed off doing the podcast for a number of days already. And as they say in showbiz, the show must go on. And at some point, we're just like, you know what? We're going to go for it. And um, wow. thank you, Peril, for being so flexible and being available and sharing all this amazing um, insight. You're welcome. And um, for Fushlima, I know that you haven't been feeling so well, but 
you don't sound it so <laughs> well oh, when we do the playback you'll you'll hear the coughing in the background <laughs> <laughs> anyways i really appreciate everybody who listens and who stuck through this exciting conversation that really got um really deep really fast so good thing this wasn't our first day peril i was just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> this is like our fifth <laughs> um, but yeah really i appreciate everybody listening and if you have comments or questions i'm sure we're going to be getting a lot of comments and questions on what we shared today and please do and if you have a different opinion absolutely feel free to share and if you have questions you know maybe we'll do a q a session next time we didn't really get to uh too many of those but um thank you all and we hope you enjoy and we'll see you next week thank you so much Nahama. thank you bye-bye bye-bye